Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Bill Stevens, uh, one of the pastors here, and hey, he's I'm, the other pastor. My, yeah, I'm the other guy. The uh, other guy. My name's Jim. We get to do this together. Today, I know, man. I know. It's so oh, fun. So, so fun. Good. So yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Thanks. They're not as excited. They're not as excited we as are. you are. Right. You don't have to be. Um, no, we're really glad you're here, especially those of you who are new. Welcome to Ascent. Uh, today is actually a great day for you to be here because we're going to do something a little different. You guys, <sighs> this is a big week. Uh, you, tomorrow morning, uh, we are going to sign the paperwork to purchase this building. So, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, look around at these glorious curtains, you guys. We own it all tomorrow. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what's great? super cool, what's really yeah. cool, is just outside, I just got a warning ticket for our feather signs. Oh, We're not really? supposed to have those up. As it turns out, we've been having it for two years, but we can put permanent signs up. Maybe okay. oh, we might actually have a yeah. real sign once we get, get the building right. Signs up. That's a good thing. So yeah, we just got a great morning ahead uh, that we want to kind of talk through some of this stuff, and it's going to be, I think, a huge moment for those of you that are new to understand a little bit about who we are and the, uh, kind of a. A family moment yeah. for us. Yeah, I mean, we recognize, look, we recognize the series that we've been doing. For you guys that have been here for the last two or three weeks, this series that we've been doing, this Finding God in a Blurry World, man, we have not wanted to shy away from the stuff that's going on. And we, haven't wanted, to, we wanted to be able to talk about it and be real in here with it. And we know that being real also means that it makes you squirm in the seats a little bit. And you just go, okay, do I agree or disagree? What do I do? And, you know, it's led to some great conversations we're so thankful that you've, uh, you've come to us and, and we've had some just really healthy conversations as we've come together in a lot of this stuff. And so we're so thankful um, to, have, to get to go through this hard stuff. But last week, Maurice just killed it, killed it with this. With Maurice. His, uh, man. Heck yeah. Man. When, when Maurice comes up last week and he's talking about race and racism and he's talking about the, 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 our apathy and how our apathy needs to turn to compassion, man, that makes everyone have to sit up and go, okay, now where have I been apathetic and what do I need to recognize in myself? And that's what's been so fun about this is it's stirring us up, which is what we need to do. Now, next week, we're going to keep doing this. We're going we're gonna to keep going through Fighting on a Blurry World. Jim gets to take on politics next week. And, you know, I, I, I thought, let's give an easy one to Jim. So he's going to take on politics. Yeah, thanks, so, Bill. So, uh, so, so that's, that's next week. And so we thought, let's, let's, let's slow it down just a little bit. Give us a breather for just a little bit. And this week, in light of the news yeah. that we just signed on this building and we have this space, we thought... How are we as a church finding God in a blurry world? How are we as a church helping people see God clearly even through this, this building? What's God got in store for a sent church in 2020 and in, in this space? And so we thought, let's take some time and, and invite us all into that kind of kitchen table conversation so that we're all on the same page. Here's where we're going together as a church when it comes to what God's doing. So we're going to spend some time hopefully answering some of the questions you've got, talking about logistics, talking about timeline stuff, uh, talking about what's the overall vision, talking about, you know, clearly the continued financial need that we're going to have in the space. You can hear a big number that we're going to shoot for over these next three years that we're uh, praying that uh, we can rally together and help make this all happen. So we're going to uh, spend time doing that all this morning. And 
Bill is going to pray for it. Yeah, but before I do, I want to make sure you guys are clear on what we're going to do, okay? So we are going to, um, we're going to, we're going to have, see, this is God talking to us. See, see, if you are, are new here, Jim loves playing Pictionary in the middle of his sermons. I don't know why, but he loves doing it. So here's God talking to us about church and how we can bless people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go back to that first drawing. Yeah, yeah I got to go back. Like what I was saying yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that, that looks like uh, God licking a house. Well, yeah, so. well. Well, I was trying to draw like you draw. <laughs> Father, we pray that you'd bless us this morning. We get a chance to just walk through a vision that you've given us and, and a direction that you've given us and the, the, the unbelievable things that you are doing and then you're asking us to do. So bless this time, Lord. We think this is going to be an exciting time for our church and we pray that you would help us to communicate it well so that we can all get fired up together. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we want to start uh, just by taking a moment to ask what I think is a really big question before we dive into any of this. And, and for those of you that maybe you're new or you're uh, new-ish or you're looking for a church, here, here's just a tip. Ask this question before you enter into any kind of church community. What does the church think its role is, its relationship is with the community that, it's, that it lives in? What's the relationship like between the church and the city, the community, the schools, the businesses? How do those two work together or not work together? And I'll tell you, like, this topic, as many as any, like, Bill and I will get about as fired up about this as yeah. we will about anything. Because we think it is so important to start with this idea. Because, guys, what we're kind of proposing, many, many church communities would not tackle. Maybe some shouldn't, right? I, we're not... We're entering in this humbly, but we're saying, how does this church, Ascent Church, relate to the community around it? Critical uh, question to ask. I want to show you one of the first things Jesus said about the church. Uh, he's talking with his disciples. I'm just going to show you one verse. This is from Matthew 16, and he's having a conversation. He's talking to a follower of hers, a guy named Peter. And here, here's what it says. It says, uh, I say to you that you are Peter, right, talking to Peter, which means rock, his name literally meant rock or rocky. And upon this rock, upon you, he's saying, I will build my church. In other words, Peter, you're gonna play a big role in the beginning of this new thing that I'm starting, something like the world's never seen before, a group of people that are going to talk about, share the incredible news that God has come to earth as a person in Jesus, is going to die on a cross, come back to life, and conquer death. Okay, that's going to be your job, Peter, is that you're going to help start this incredible movement. And then he says this, and he says, all the powers of hell will not conquer it. We're part of that 2,000 years later. A group that says all the power of hell will not conquer it. What's he talking about? Now, here's where I think a lot of churches and a lot of Christians start to think a little bit sideways, in our opinion, about how this works, right? Some... Some people will read that passage and say, ah, it's a fight. 
all the powers of hell aren't going to conquer something. That means there's a war going on. And so over in this corner, hi, Bill, hey. is the church. That's good. In this corner is all the powers of hell, which is everybody else. Everything else, all the culture, everything. This is all over here. And so now we're going to, okay, guys, time to fight, right? We're going to try to keep it clean, but let's go. And so it's a fight between the church and the culture. It is an us versus them. And you see this. You guys know this. You see this in how churches function, how churches relate to their neighbors, how churches, how, people, how Christians go into their workplace and how they treat the people they work with, how they separate themselves from the rest of the people. You see this not only in how churches work, you see it in their like buildings themselves. You see it in the architecture. I went, I went kind of uh, surfing around just to look uh, for some ideas on kind of how do churches build their architecture? What does, what does it say about the church's posture with the community? Here's one that I found. Uh, this is uh, somewhere. And um, so... <laughs> So this church, they got like 100 acres. They, they've got their little uh, space where you go to that's a way, that's separate, that's a retreat center, that's a let's get away from the world, let's not interact with the world. Never mind the fact, I could not help but think, does this eerily look like a Star Destroyer to you? Um, it's just, I, I just couldn't help but think Star Wars the second I saw it. You're such a nerd. <laughs> it's true, though. Guys, I... Is the church called to separate itself, to be apart from everything else? Guys, Jesus, his biggest fights were with a group called the Pharisees. We talked about this a few weeks ago. The word literally means separatists, to pull themselves apart. We don't want to be polluted, so we're going to stay away. Retreat. That's, that's some of the church's mentality with the, its posture toward the rest of the world. Here's another one. I found this one that's uh, basically gated in. What's this say? What does this say? Keep out. Keep out. We want to protect ourselves. We don't want to be polluted by you. Don't come near. Like, we, we want to make sure that we are keeping our church pure from the rest of you. And so that means we don't want to have any contact with the outside world. And meanwhile, the Lord that we love is sitting with anybody in that culture that, where he was alive. When Jesus was here, think of the people he ate with. Think of the people he loved. Right? He wasn't putting up fences like that. Jesus was saying, come, come to me. Here's another one that I found. Uh, this one is great. This actually isn't a church. It's a country club. Oh. It's a nice country club. <laughs> uh, you can nice. tell they're grooming that green well. I could putt on that green. <laughs> you, you could putt on that green. <laughs> we don't want to be a church that's a country club. We don't want to be a church where you say, you know, we, we need to make sure that we come, pay our dues, uh, every once in a while, maybe we'll invite a guest on those, those big weeks where it's kind of the guest weekend. But we don't want to invite them too often because, you know, we don't want our service to decrease. That's how some churches view the world around them. But what's, what's the call on the church? What's our call as a sent? This is a big moment for us going forward to figure out who will we be. And guys, you created... A culture over the last six years that has screamed something else to the community around us. And I think it screams this. When you look at that passage, pull it up again. When you look at that passage, all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And you dive in a little bit more into what that word hell means. Right? What Jesus was saying is all the powers of death, 
All the powers of Hades, this is a place where the dead would go that everybody knew. All the powers of death are not going to stand against it. Why? Because I've come to this earth, and I've lived here, and I'm going to die on a cross, but death isn't going to win. I'm going to come back from the grave, and death is conquered, and the kingdom of heaven is now in business. And you, the church, are going to be the bearers of the greatest news that has ever been told, that death doesn't win. And so, guys, as I think about the role of the church, the truth is, is the church should bring the most life. If the powers of death cannot win against the church, the church should be bringing life to everywhere it goes. The church should be bringing life to your neighborhood. The church should be bringing life to the schools. The church should be bringing life to the businesses. The church should be bringing life in every single way that we interact with the community around us. And I'm telling you, you cannot do that if you separate yourself. The church, guys, is meant to do what Jesus did, and that is be with people. Love people. Play with people. Eat with people. Because Jesus knew and his followers knew that when you're around people, ideas will spread. And the church has been entrusted with the greatest idea. And so, guys, we have this opportunity right here in this place to do just that. Yeah, I mean, when, when Jim's talking about the church, he's, he's, he's not talking about just a building and, and just some people that attend church. He's talking about you. we are the church. When Jesus was talking about that ecclesia, that was a movement, a movement of people that were going to make a difference for the kingdom. And so he's talking about, when he's saying the church should be, that's we are the church. Now, now when we grab hold of that, we, we then got to figure out, okay, then what's my purpose? What does God want me to do? It makes me think of this, this, this piece of advice that we get in the Old Testament um, in a book called Esther. Esther was the queen of Persia, and she, was, she had to go before the king on behalf of the Jewish people. She didn't want to. She was scared to do that because she knew she could lose her life from that. But her, her uncle Mordecai was saying, Esther, you've got to do this. Nobody else has the position that you've got. You've got to do this. You've got to go, go on behalf of all the Jewish people and risk it and go, go to the king. And then he, he says this, and this is something we all can grab hold of, he says, he says, and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Who knows, but that you, keep, keep it up there and keep it up for just a little bit. Who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And see, here's the deal, you guys. Jim and I believe that we are at that place, that God has put us here for just a time as this. That he strategically put a sent church in this place, in this region, for such a time as this. To help people find God in a blurry world. To help people do what our vision of our church is. To see Jesus clearly and to find life there. We believe that God has, is saying it is such a time as this. And if when you personalize that, because we are the church, when you personalize it, then you start. you have to then say, for such a time as this, has God placed me here with this group of people for such a time as this right now? 
You know, some of you, maybe it's only your third or fourth week here, and you came in, and your kid liked a trike and rode, rode around on a tricycle, and you said, well, my kid likes the tricycle, so I'll stay. I mean, these guys don't know what they're talking about, but I like the trikes. You know, if, if that's where you're at, still, still, are you placed here for such a time as this moment to make a difference for the kingdom together, together as a church? See, we, we believe that not only it is the, it's this time, but we believe God has, has blessed us and God has provided for us the tools to make this happen. I went and got my, my toolbox from home. because Here goes Bill with his Jim has lessons. his flip chart and I got yeah. my props. Uh, you guys, God's given us the tools. Now, I got to tell you this. Jim and I are the most uh, poser carpenters of all time. We have no idea what we're doing with any of these tools. And we both had to work on our houses this year. Thank God for, uh, for Ron Versluis and Amy Stewart, who just gave, gave us all of their, her, their really cool tools. And we found that with cool tools, it can actually uh, cover and, and, up. And other people who know how to and use them. And other people who tell yeah. us how to use it, and yeah. they use them. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have the right tools. And we, th- we feel like God has blessed us with the right tools right now for a, such a time as this. He's blessed us with the tool of the Holy Spirit. And, and you know, I could look around in here and maybe we'll call this the hammer of the Holy Spirit. No, you don't want the hammer yeah, being the Holy Spirit. The duct tape. Duct tape's the Holy Spirit. Um, it's like this. It's like he tapes. No, that's stupid. Um, he's blessed us with the Holy Spirit. And we, when we, and we don't take that lightly at all. In fact, that's exactly what we fall behind. We just go, man, Lord, where are you taking this and how can we follow? And we will follow God and his Holy Spirit because he says, man, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he says, I am with you always till the ends of the age. God is with us and he's walking before us and he's given us that tool that says, follow me. And so we're trying to follow him. We believe that God has put his hand of blessing on this place. We don't know why. We are so ridiculously humbled by it. But we feel like God has has blessed this place. And we just look at the things that have happened over these six years and we just go, it's things that are so far beyond what we could have done. I mean, you guys, we came into this space right here that we just signed on. We came into this on a month-to-month lease. A month-to-month lease five years ago. Six. Six years ago, sorry. A month-to-month <laughs> lease. And, and there were so many times in there, there were Tom, the owner of the building that we love, Tom would come to us and say, you got three months left. You got six months left. You know what? We think it could be four and a half months. You probably should start looking at other places. I lost so Pack much up sleep. Stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just it, kept losing sleep. Every time Tom walks in the door, I know that we got like a month left. For a right? while. Yeah, and then yeah. we started going, okay, Tom. <laughs> you know? so, so true. We, it's true. We did. But, but, you know, for, for us, to still be here and ultimately end up getting to purchase this place, that's the hand of blessing of the Lord. And God has been faithful here, and we know that he will continue to be faithful, and that's a tool that we have in the toolbox. We have have screws and nuts and bolts and and, and nails and, 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 and... that's Staples. To- that is totally right on top of my notes. And your notes. <laughs> we got people. God has blessed us with people and not just butts in the seats. God has blessed us with people that are passionate. And you guys are passionate about wanting to make a difference for the kingdom. 
And we recognize that. We recognize the leaders that the Lord has provided us with. We recognize the, the passionate prayer people that the Lord has provided us with. People that love scripture and want to unpack the truth. God has provided us those, those people. And so we have people that see a vision for what you can do to bless the community and bless the world. And God's provided us the people. And so we have the tool of you guys that are so passionate to do it. God has given us a tool that is the vision, a vision that we're excited about to make, to, to make Jesus clear and that people would find life there. But we also have the vision of what we can do as a church in, in going deep and stretching out as wide as we can. Isaiah says this, he, say, he gives this advice, he says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, don't hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. And that's part of our vision, that we'd strengthen the stakes, we'd, we'd push the stakes deep down into the soil of God's love and God's truth and, and connection with each other and community with each other. That's what we love about how many of you guys have gotten involved with core groups, because you're just going, man, you're sharing life together and you're digging into truth together and you're, and you're wanting to live out God's love together. And man, that's driving the stakes in deep. But then we want to stretch the tent out as wide as we can. And that's what we have seen. And that's what we want to see in 2020. I mean, you guys saw the Christmas shop. The Christmas shop went from 50 people to 1,800 kids in three years. Get ready for 2020 and stretch the tent out wide, okay? Because get this, we're going to start in March. We're going to start in March and April, and, and I'm not joking on that. We are going to do a June Christmas drive, oh, okay? Because yeah, yeah. we've got to get started because the tent is being stretched out wide. The, 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 the Chief Hayes Project and all the ways that we want to bless the communities, the tent is being stretched out wide. Cuba and the relationship we have with Willie Santiago and all of those people down there in Cuba, the tent is being stretched out wide because we believe that this is unbelievable news of the kingdom that we want to be stretched out as wide as we can. And we're going to lead that through generosity. You guys, that's, that's part of the vision that we have and it's the tools that we have. But we've got another tool that we got something else here too. We've got the box itself. You can't walk around. Now you can't see any of your, your stuff. Yeah. You can't walk around without a toolbox to put all this stuff in. And, and any carpenter's not just going to hold their stuff. They've got that box. And the Lord has provided us the box that all of these tools that we're talking about, that God has provided us the box to say, here's how we're going to use this to make great things happen. And that's, this, that's what's happened here. We literally, truly have a box. This it's is a 130,000 square oh, foot yeah, yeah. toolbox. Big box. That yeah. God's saying, get ready, because I can't wait to use this to help people find God in a blurry place. So we're going to pull up our chairs here, and we're going to chat, and I'm going to get all these nuts and bolts off my notes. Thank you. But we want to chat and look at um, just some questions we want to unpack a little bit about the future, the vision, the timeline. Uh, where do we go from here? When's this all going to happen? We've been on a long journey, so it's time to start. And we want to actually start by asking the first question. Great, we bought the building. Let's just, we can just go forever just like this, right? Just with the curtains, like why not? <laughs> yeah, and see, we can't do that. A lot of people have said that. 
now that we got it, let's just keep going. You guys, we need walls. I know that some of you love the curtains, but we need walls. We need to be able to do things in here and stuff out there. You know how much it stinks to tell a kid to stop dribbling his basketball while we're preaching in here or stop playing pool or stop having a conversation? We need to be able to do both. So we're going to have walls. So that's partly what we're going to do. The biggest one that we need to change, the biggest one is our children's, uh, children's spaces and what we're doing with our kids. Britt and Kayla have done a phenomenal job with all of you guys that have helped with children's ministry to, to do what you can with what you've been given. You guys, we joke about it, but think about it. We have kids going into the tire center. We joke about it, calling it the tire center, but th- it was built to sell tires in there. A tire center, a break room, a cigarette cage, a pharmacy, an optometry center, an electrical room, uh, at the place where all the checks went to, you know, the at vault. the end of the day. Yeah, a the, vault. There was a vault in there. In there. It's, oh, it's yeah, still yeah. in there. I think so you heavy. guys... We've tried our best with our children's spaces to make them places that kids can still get to know each other and get to know Jesus and have fun together. But we want to create a space where kids are going to, where, where the rooms were actually created to have kids in them. And that, we, we would, that, that, that would be inspiring and that new parents that would come in, some of you that are new and are going, really? This is the room I'm dropping my kid off at? That you would feel even more comfortable bringing your kids to. We had a consultant look at the building and tell us that based on the size of our church, the children's spaces is about half the square footage that, it, that ideally you would have. So we need to change that. We, there's no way going forward yeah. that yeah. new people are going to come in and, and that as we reach out to the community, that, that's not going to work. Or even just how it's set up from a security standpoint. Yeah. Uh, we don't wanna spl- you don't want to split your children's spaces. You want to have them all in one area so that uh, can be as secure as it can possibly be. That is critically important for the future of the yeah. church. And then one other one that we have to do, look, the, the city, we want to be in partnership with the city. That's something you're going to hear this morning. We really want to be in partnership with the city. And the city doesn't want 130,000 square feet of a building that used to generate a lot of revenue to just, just be a church. We want a, this to be a community center that people will come and use our spaces like they have been doing. But we also want to look at how can we have part of this building something that actually generates some income for the city as well because we want to be in great relationship and partnership with the city. That's really important. And that uh, really leads to uh, the next question of how did we even get here in the first place? Uh, so I want to take a second just to trace with you, especially if you're newer, to give you an idea of how the story unfolded. So um, really, Ascent is only six years old. So we started just with a little group in a living room, and it's grown from there. Where uh, today we're probably 11 or 1,200 people a weekend. That's a lot of people. It needs a big home. And so a couple years ago, a few years ago, we started looking as the church grew, going, we know we're going to need a home. We know we're going to need a box. Where is that going to be? And so um, really, at first, we started looking at any building that already existed. The, the, you don't want to build from the ground up. No. You don't have to. You want to move into something existing. So we were like, okay, can we buy Kohl's? Uh, can we buy Safeway? Uh, I mean, really, the first place we wanted to buy was this place. And it didn't work out because the owner was uh, really thought that he would be able to have King Supers come into this space. And so when, I, when we first asked him, can we buy this building, he says, sure, 12 or 13 million. 
You know, that's, that's what I'm going to need. Because he was going to get King Supers in this space, the city was obviously excited about that too because that's, uh, that's great revenue for the city. There was a party that was really not happy about the idea of <laughs> King Supers coming into the space. Uh, and who can blame them, right? And the... And the uh, the covenants were in their favor, and so it was restrictions on the property that didn't allow them to be here. So we started looking. We were like, how oh, can we buy the Cinnabar? Can we, you know, what other buildings are around here that we could buy? We could, I mean, you could ask me and Bill about any, pro- I dare, let's make it a game. Ask me and Bill about any property within a five-mile radius, we'll tell you about it. Yeah. So yeah. We, we, we were trying to get farmers like, hey, could you, like, give us 10 acres? Because you don't need a big pumpkin patch that big, right? Give us, give us some of your land, and we'll build our property over there. We right? were looking at the, 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 fi- the fire station. Do you need the fire station? No, what if we took that? a fire station, right? <laughs> this would be perfect for our church right here. So we, we were after everything, and finally we worked with the city, and the city said, you know what, we would love for you to be over here because they really thought this was going to get bought. We'd love for you to be out here on 96th Street, and we felt like, you know, that, we want to stay in Louisville. That's, that's really our only option, and we, so we went for it, and we, we purchased the building. And, guys, we got to the final stages. You remember a year ago, we were in the final stage with planning with the city on our property out there, and one strange day, I was sitting right here. <laughs> I was sitting right up here, and, and Tom, who owns the building, Tom walks in, and he's always, you know, interrupting us while we're trying to work on our talks. <laughs> Tom, Tom walks up, and he says, hey, i got to talk to you. He says, um, I changed my mind. What did what'd you change your mind about? Will you buy this building for me? And I said, no. <laughs> yeah. We're in the last stage. You had your chance, buddy. We're in the last stage of this. There is no way. And he throws out a number, and I'm like, No. There's no way, Tom. Thank you. God bless you. About a week later, Tom comes back to me. Hey, uh, would you buy this building for me? And the price drops $500,000. And I looked at him. I said, no. <laughs> no. We are not buying this building. Like, we're in the, do you understand, Tom? We're in the final stages. This, is, this ship has sailed. We're done. Comes back to me about a month later. The price keeps dropping. I'm like thinking, I'm a brilliant negotiator. (laughs) For those of you who have business deals, just say no. Just just keep saying no. He finally drops it to a point where I go, huh. I go to Bill and I say, Bill, we might have to think about this. Yeah, yeah. And you know, my response was, no. (laughs) It truly was. It was like, are you kidding me, Jim? I truly thought Jim has... he lost it in all of this because I thought, we are so far along, this would be crazy to change it. But you said not only was it that the, the, the numbers dropped, but then also the city. The city got excited about what could happen in here. I think what happened was, is again, because we see ourselves with partners, not so, the so the So the number <laughs> dropped and the city went up. Stop it. I'm afraid of what I might draw. That'd be different. All the new people are like, oh, he's bald. <laughs> yeah. uh. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> uh, no, we, we ended up going to the city uh, last spring, and we said, hey, we want to pitch an idea to you. And the truth is, um, we're not fill- you're not going to fill this box. You're either going to turn it into housing, and it's going to get scraped, and there'll be housing here, which if the city wanted to do that, that's great. 
Or we could buy the building and we could have about half of the building, a little less than half, on probably this south end. It's not the space that, you know, is really commercially viable because it backs up to the post office. But that's great for us. And we could help create a vision where this property becomes a hub of people hanging out at, where it also generates revenue for the city. And so when we started to cast that vision, guys, everything changed when the city said that, that actually could work. And, that's, and that, that leads us to really the, what is the vision. And this is what you guys, we, ha- you have, we all have to be on board with this together. The vision for this isn't just what Jim was saying. is isn't that we would build something that would be off on our own, but we would be in the heart of what's happening in the city. That we would be a, a place that would actually be a magnet for the city. What if we built something that someone out in Erie or someone in Arvada or someone right in Superior in Rock Creek would consider then coming, to, would say, man, let's, let's get our kids, come down here, look at all the really cool things that are happening in that space. Oh, and by the way, there's a church there too. That's, that's the, that would be the goal is they would go, wow, that's weird. There's a church in this space. And it's, it's being used. It's being used by the schools. It's being used by uh, lo- local uh, groups. It's being used in this. What if, the, what if people came to this place and, it, and were excited about coming to it? I've, I've had this vision for a long time, you guys. And I know it makes me feel old, it makes me old by saying it, but... You know, you guys remember that white church on the end of the street in Wal- at Walnut Grove. You guys remember it, that church right there. For any of you guys that are uh, as old as I am, you remember Little House in the Prairie. And, and they would go down to that white church with those little claymation kids. And, you know, they, they would, <laughs> that's the only picture I could find. Uh, they, they, that church was, there was more than a church. It was, it, was a, it was a hub. It was where everything was happening and you'd go, everything happened through there. And we said, what, would, what if that were the case here? And, and that Jim would be leading it, just, you know, that he'd be leading it. And, you know, Regrow a little bit of hair. That was, back, that was back when he was younger and he had yeah. hair. Uh, but, but think about what it would look like if we truly were a space that, that, was a, that was a magnet for people. And the parking lot was full all week long. You know how many churches, they got big parking lots that are empty for six days. Yeah. What if the parking lot was full and people were coming in and they saw a church in there too? And this is the thing. If you've been around this church at all, you guys know that's been who we are. That, this is just an extension of what we've always talked about. We're always sharing the space. We're always having the schools or the city, the police department. Like, this is what we do is we invite people into a space. This takes this uh, whole concept to what we think is the next level. And it goes right back to the heart of what we think Jesus wants this church to be and how we should interact with the community around us. So what, what we envision is the community fire pit. We envision the place where people come to be together, to sit around, to talk, share stories, that there's restaurants around here, there's places to eat, there's coffee, there's places to work out, maybe there's office space in this building. This, this becomes a hub where people are here all the time, and the winner is, is that they look across and they go, yeah, there's a church down yeah. there. And the city wins, because the city is receiving income from the property. Guys, if churches, going forward... If churches want to be in the heart of the city, they're going to have to do stuff like this. Yeah. We don't see it as a have to. Yeah. We see it as a get to. This is an incredible opportunity to, I think, set the pace, not just for our church, but we actually hope other churches will take notice of this and move into the middle of their city and combine 
work with their city to do something great like this. So yeah, yeah outdoor gathering space, we want to take that sea of concrete out there, take an acre of it, turn it into a big park. Right? We want to see people down here eating out in that park, playing in that park, yeah. kids everywhere. That is the vision for this space. And guys, we're so excited yeah. about it. Tell them what it's not. Yeah, yeah, here's what it's not. <laughs> the money that people give, and we're, we're going to be having a campaign here where we're going to be raising more money for this. We're gonna, the money that people give is not building restaurants. Okay, this is really important. Your money's not going to that. Bill and I are not going to be managing restaurants. Okay? We're going to fight each other every year in guerrilla warfare, and, and, and I'm going to win. It's a barbecue competition cheats? that we have every cheats? year, yeah. but, but we're not getting in the restaurant business. That's not who we are. So we want to make sure you understand that. Here's, here's what else it isn't. We're, we're not dependent on making money off this. So if, if the commercial side of things doesn't work out, we built our whole financial model such that it still works for a cent. That's really important, okay? Any money that comes in off that, we're going to take that, and Bill and I are going to walk right down to the Tesla dealership, and we're going to get really <laughs> sweet new cars. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to be careful about that yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously. All You're right, going to no, drive a Tesla. Funny. They go, yeah. he said that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. Um, no, what we'll do, guys, with any income that we get from that, we'll pay down our mortgage. You know, because what we want to do is we want to get to a space where we're able to do mission work like we're doing in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. We want to plant churches like we did in Bolivia. Uh, we want to plant more churches locally. Maybe this becomes the model for all those other little boxes that people don't know what to do with in other cities. And so all of a sudden, you have this picture of redemption. Uh, of a city that doesn't know what to do. They don't know what to do with the box like this. And there's this little piece of the gospel, right? The, the, the church can actually bring life to something that they don't otherwise know what to do with. It's beautiful. And so that's, that's what we envision. So, so we got to talk about the timeline. Yeah, yeah, give them the this. timeline on what, it. Yeah. How is this all going to happen? Some of you have been wandering around with us for years now, and it's taken longer than we thought. And you can see, I think, the road God has had us on. But what do we think the timeline is now? Um, right now, we are in design mode. So we are planning the space. We are working on what it's going to look like. We're working with the developer on that. We're thinking through how it's going to interact. We, we foresee Ascent moving to the south side, the commercial being up here. Um, I want to show you, we got some of our first drawings. Man. So I want to show you one of the drawings. Very few people have seen this. I want to show it to you. To just give you, and, and before I show you, sorry to build this up too much. Before I show you one of the drawings, I want you to see the commercial space, our goal for that commercial space is to make it amazing. Okay? We're not going to be spending the money on that. That's going to be somebody else, a developer. But the developer is going to make that space amazing. So in an ascent, we're going to keep our space simple. You're going to look at the picture of ascent and you're going, oh yeah, that's ascent with walls. Okay? That's the goal. But I want to show you a little quick glimpse of the overview of the property. Say, ready? Ready, Sydney? Put it up now. Take it down. Okay, take it down. Take it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to see more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cruel. That's, that's, that's perfect. Cruel. That's yeah. perfect. Um, we do want to show that to you. They're yeah. all going to be online, like, stopping yeah, yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Don't do that. Yeah. So, no, we, we, um, we, we do want to show you a picture of the interior of Ascent a little bit. So this is what Ascent would look like. Just an idea of this is Ascent. This is with walls. These are our pallets. These are our trikes. Uh, this, this is exactly kind of who we are, except we're building that great open space, but 
where we've got auditorium we, walls. What we might do, this is what they, they gave us, but we'll probably take the plants down and put black curtain over that part. <laughs> It'll just look better. We think that would look better. That would look really <laughs> good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're planning. Uh, what we foresee, you guys, is as we look to the future here, we're, what, what we're hoping to do, okay? And this this like, oh, man, trust me. Bill and I is like heart attack on this yeah. stuff too. And it, but it's trust. We've got to trust God on this. We are trying to raise over these next three years an additional $3 million. <gasps> yeah. And we know that God can do this. We know that God can do this. You guys have helped us in the past where you guys have given money to us. We always knew that we were going to raise more money. We knew that out there at 96th Street there was far more potential problems where the risk was higher. Uh, where anytime you develop raw land, that number just kept getting higher. And so we know this is going to end up what we think about three or four million dollars cheaper on this location with more land, more uh, building, bigger parking lot, and most importantly, a much better vision. What we think. Yeah. So so, so you, you're gonna you're gonna start to hear um, the, a campaign, a second campaign. We did one a few years ago, and you're gonna start to hear more about that and the opportunities that you have to be able to uh, to give and to to be partners in this. Um, but before we even start that, we want to make sure we thank every single one of you that have already given to this, that gave three or four years ago and said, yeah, we hear the hypothetical, we hear the potential for what can happen, and we want to, all, we want to set you guys up, keep moving forward on this. And what you guys gave allowed us to think through all of this stuff and, and look at the properties and, and begin. It basically told us this is going to happen because these guys are being generous. This is going to happen. And now we're looking for the, the, next, the next step in that. And so, so for some of you, we want you to, to finish up what you guys have already given, run through the tape, and we celebrate like crazy with you for what you gave over these last three or four years. For some of you, you might want to just continue to give what you already gave before. You might just say, you know what? I've been giving monthly. I'm just going to continue to give. That's what Jim and Karen are going to do. That's what Jackie and I are going to do because it's already in our budget. And we know there's a need that's there. So we're just going to just, just keep it going. You'd be surprised at how much that will help for those of you that choose to do that. And then there's a lot of you that have come in since the last time we did this. And you guys, we want you to be a part of this as well. And we want to have the opportunity to do it. And so we want to, to, to give you guys the chance to to just dive in together to make this happen. We're going to do that through some desserts. Give them the information yeah, on that. Yeah, so, so what's going to happen, guys, what we hope is that we can actually get to construction on our part, on the ascent part, this fall. So we're selling our property on 96th Street that's scheduled to close later this spring or summer. We'll sell that. We'll finish our designs. Uh, we'll raise the additional funds that we need to really get going. And we're, our goal is to start this fall sometime between August and October. And what we've been told by our general contractor is that it could take six to eight months for the ascent portion to get built out. So if you can, you can do the whole kind of timeline in your head and figure out how that all works. But what we want to invite you to with this is when you leave today, you, as you leave, you're going to be handed a little bookmark. It's going to have a couple dates on there around uh, some meetings that we're having that we'd like to invite anyone at our church to join. Uh, it's February 23rd, 25th. There's two choices. We'd love to have you come. We're going to show you new designs. We're going to show you, uh, we'll let you look longer at that yeah. one. Um, and, and, and we're going to invite you to kind of vision by answering any of the questions that you've got. And then we're going to have a day, uh, the 1st of March, where we kind of pledge to this and say, hey, uh, our hands, we're stacking our hands in the middle and, and here we go. 
Uh, and so that's going to be a little bit of the timeline yeah, over yeah. this next time. So, so picture that. We would, we would, the construction would happen down there while we're still meeting in here. Okay, and then, and then ideally, when that construction is over, we're able to move in there, and the developer would come in here and, and, and develop this side of it, and this would be the, the part where, where all the, the restaurants and all that would happen. Okay, so we're hoping that we could, do, we could just move right in there, and then stuff could happen down here. Now, we know that while the construction's happening, there could be some sawdust around, and we'll have to move some different things and move some of the children's spaces, but that's what we love about you guys. You guys are so stinking flexible with us with everything that we do around here that uh, we're excited about that part of it about what could happen and what we need to flex with and making it happen. So, so this is the time. This is it. I mean, I, I've lost so many nights of sleep over three years, and I feel like God has finally led us to this stage where this is the time to move forward, and we are so excited about that. And, and it brings us back to what we talked about at the, at the very beginning, that, that for such a time as this, is it perhaps God has put you here for such a time as this. And when, when you hear those words, man, that's, that's applied in lots of different areas of your life. I mean, as parents, there's those moments that you're just kind of at the end of your rope and you just go, but you have to remember, for such a time as this, God has put you in that place right there with your kids for such a time as right now, even when you're as afraid as you feel. For you guys in, in a workplace, in, 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 in your school, or in your, with your roommate, and you just go, for such a time as this, has God placed me right here for such a time as this with that purpose? And then when we put it all together and we come together and we together are saying, for such a time as this, for us together, for such a time as this, to make a significant impact for the kingdom, for such a time as this, where we've got tools together to make something beautiful happen, for such a time as this, that God's blessed us with a, a box that you would never have thought we would ever be in for such a time as this, that we, that, that we got to build for the last five or six years a really good, healthy, generous reputation with the city, where the city, we, we love what we do around this region. And, and I think a lot of people in the region love what, we, what, what Ascent does. And, and so then we can now utilize this space for such a time as this. And this is, where, this is where we lean in. And we just say, this is where God's saying the power of us together is even stronger than the power of us alone. And we together can lean in and say, let's see what the Lord has in store in 2020 that helps people see God clearly in the midst of a blurry world. And, and, and our, together we can make that happen. So, so we hope that you guys jump on board and, and, and at least with the vision. That's what we want to spend some time with today is for you just to hear that's the vision. That's what our, our passion is going to be around 2020. So I want to pray and I want to say I, I love being part of the church with you. Uh, I love being a part of that team that gets to bring life and that the gates of hell will never prevail against it. And so who knows what's in store in this next chapter. Uh, but let's pray together. And then we're going to sing two songs to, to close us out. So, Lord, we want to ask uh, that you would continue to guide us. It's been a longer road than what we thought, for sure. And, Lord, just like you always do, you lead us places that we didn't expect. And in the end, I'm so glad you did. And we're so glad you did. And we pray, God, that 
what happens in this space would be yours, that it would bless the city, that it would bless the relationships that people have with each other, and it would bless people as they, we pray, come to find the great truth of who you are, of Jesus coming to earth, the greatest news ever told. Help us to bring life, Lord, by your spirit, to bring life to this community. So God, we wanna uh, sing to you, uh, to love you, to praise you. And so we do that now, Lord, and everybody said together, amen.